You're now listening to the number one podcast on planet Earth. Winners win. Winners win. Mm-hmm. Straight up, they don't cover, which is unfortunate, but they win. Oh, she will. Mm-hmm. And she'll see me, a winner. All right. You've come back. All right, bonus episode time. We've been talking about uh, breaking down all the teams on the schedule, but bonus episode, we need to talk about the Tigers. We need to, we need to go over key players lost. We need to go over returning players. We need to go to recruiting, transfer, impact freshmen. There's a lot. Media days just happened. Jay, little bonus episode tonight. What you think? Oh, yeah. This might be my favorite one. This might be. The, it, it is nice to <laughs> – I know you do a, a super deep dive into these teams. It sure is nice to talk about people you care about because we sure as hell don't give a shit about the other teams. No, not, not, not a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's fun to it's fun to get you excited for the games, but we got to yeah. cover them Tigers, baby. So let's that's, get, that's let's get right into it. Uh, Jay, go ahead. Said my, th- my three favorite teams in college football is LSU, Who's ever played Alabama and whoever, whoever's played A&M? Oh, it, it used to be Florida, dude. It's, it, it's just changed. I know. It, it's, well, Florida's so bad. So dude, it's hard to hate them as much as A&M. I, I usually have. A&M went five and seven. But. I usually have that stat, especially if we're talking about Florida, but it changes every yeah. year. They haven't beat us since 2018. That feels like – I mean, that's half a decade ago. And, Jay, I think we've yeah. beat them like eight out of the last 11 years or something. Yeah, like ten out of the last thirteen or something crazy. That's bad. That's it's. It, don't get it twisted. This isn't a rivalry anymore. You still get excited about it, but if somebody beats you eight out of eight out of eleven or ten out of thirteen, that's not a rivalry. So, yeah. still something to get excited about. But let's get on, let's get on with these Tigers, Jay. Let's get started with key players lost because we're talking about a ten win team last year. And I heard a stat today on my favorite LSU podcast with Hunt Palmer, and he talked about. Texas has only had one 10-win season since the, I've seen that, man. since 2010. Jay, I think we've had 10 yeah. six-win – I mean, I'm sorry, not 10. Six 10-win seasons since 2010, including yeah. last year. So we got to talk about these key players lost. Yeah, the same episode, Hunt Palmer said that since 2010, Texas has had only three first-round draft picks. you got to love it. That's terrible. I mean, <laughs> we, had, we had more than that in 2019. Yeah, I think we had five or six in the first round in 2019. I know it was Joe Burrow. I know it was uh, Justin Jefferson. I know it was Kayvon Chesson. I know it was Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Patrick Queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean that's unbelievable that you know this. Well, I'm not going to make this about Texas. We got plenty. We could sit here all day and talk about how much we hate Texas and how shitty they are. But key players lost. Brian Kelly came in, took a broken team with the transfer portal with some good coaching. We lost some players. Let's go over the key players we lost. And so, so LSU lost eleven starters from last year, and it, it doesn't seem like that with all the talent and guys that are coming in. And we named the starters and this and that, you know, in one episode. But when you really get down to the nut cutting, they lost eleven starters from last year, Ugh. and they bring in a lot of guys with experience back, but. No, as far as started the most games, uh, so they lost eight starters on defense and three starters on offense. So on defense, they lost defensive tackle Jaquillen Roy, 
he had 49 tackles and a sack last year. They lost him to the NFL. Great career at LSU. So, yeah, good career at LSU, man. Come in as a highly touted freshman, number four defensive tackle in the country, right there at University High. And uh, fulfilled his dream of a Louisiana boy growing up, wanting to be a Tiger. Awesome story, man. And they lost defensive end Ali Gay, which I don't – he graduated. Which He had 36 tackles, two and a half sacks, two uh, pass deflections, and two forced fumbles, which is not a great stat line by any means. And and I was hyped about Ali Gay the first year, you know, in 2020, I believe, it was his first year he got to start. And I thought that – Jay, after that Mississippi State was gonna game. Be, yeah, I thought he was going to be a monster. I said, oh, man, that's another uh, Montgomery. So another Sam Montgomery. I, I thought like this dude because he was big. He wasn't like Mingo and Arden Key. He was just or Ojolari. He was just big. Like you know, he was a big, solid defensive end. He's first team all in the jersey. You know what I mean? How first team all? Yeah, how he, yeah, looks he looks in the jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks. He looks the part. Yeah. And he just didn't live up to the uh, his, his look. Jay, his and, best game he, of his career was Mississippi State in twenty twenty. Yeah, first game. Very first one. Yeah, where, where they went five wide. All he has to do is just get to the quarterback, you know. That's right. All he has one role. So, yep. so they lost Allie Gay. They lost B.J. Ozilari to the NFL. He won the second round. Yep. Um, he's, uh had 58 tackles, was fifth on the team, five and a half sacks, was second on the team, one forced fumble, one fumble recovery. So, uh, that's a big loss. But, which – you know, he's him. He's probably one of the biggest losses on the team on defense. But the biggest loss, I think, is the next guy who was underappreciated. I believe is linebacker Micah Baskerville. Man, very he, underappreciated. He led the team in tackles. He had eighty-nine tackles, one sack, eight pass deflections, and one interception. And he graduated. He didn't get drafted, but he graduated. I'm sure he got picked up as free agent, uh, free agent, whatever. But he got. So that's the that's the fourth starter loss. Yeah. The next one was. Um, the next two are both from the transfer portal who who um, Kelly picked up. Jack Bernard Converse, a Louisiana native, come from um, Oklahoma State. He had 45 tackles, two interceptions, two pass deflections. He got drafted last year. One big interception that everybody will remember was in the end zone against Alabama. Bryce Young, first and, quarter. And, and why, why did he intercept that ball, Rob? Because Baskerville rushed him and put his hands up. He just – Threw it to hopefully open man, and there was Bernard Converse right there in the end zone, man. I think, but I think uh, Bernard Converse had a did a great job of coming in here and plugging a need we had and helping us get. Yeah, there. yeah, I, I, I do too. And the next guy too, Makai Garner. I think he he was probably man, in this corner last year. God, he played dude, was, a big physical a, corner, and he was a junior. I know. So forty three tackles, forty three tackles, four pass deflections. He he left early for the NFL, but didn't get drafted. We, so he could have stayed. Yeah, we're the first people to to pick on Sunbelt Billy, but that was a, a a big player that Sunbelt Billy had got to UL. Big time yeah, player, man. Yeah. I wish he would have stayed. Yeah, so – and then another one, uh, safety, well, big time safety. He's been good for a long time at LSU, Jay Ward. Whew, you know, he long had 56, 56 tackles. He had a, it was six on the team, one interceptions, four pass deflections. I mean, like you said, he had a, he had a hell of a career. Jay, he was uh, a he's shoot. a national he he leaves as a national champion. He was a, in that true he was a true freshman in 2019. Yeah, yep. And uh, what I'm always going to remember about him, and this is deep into the the knowledge of LSU fans, but if you're listening to this, you usually are the t- COVID Florida game when 
that ball got tipped out of bounds and inbounds and he intercepted it. And that was the uh, field goal. Cade York kicking a field goal yeah. to win the game through the fog. Do you remember mm-hmm. that interception? I can't remember. Somebody oh, yeah. batted the ball into him and he caught I it think, on his knees inbounds. I thought, I thought he batted it and uh, Dwight McLaughlin called it or one and vice versa. I'm almost positive Jay Ward was on his knees, but I could be wrong. But called regardless, it. Yeah, I remember it was two, that. It was, two, it was two key interceptions at the end of the game because Travis threw two of them. That's right. That. That's right. Um, and the next one, he didn't start the first four or five games. I think he was uh, academically ineligible or something. But uh, he started nine games on the year. So Joe Fouché, another transfer coming from Arkansas, you know, him and Greg Brooks both started. And Damn. Fouché had a uh, eleven. He had thirty six tackles, one interception, and three pass deflections. So Man, he graduated. We, also, we got some secondary, some secondary questions. We got. I mean, we got. I know we went to the portal, and a lot of people agree that we went and took more talented players in the portal this year. But yeah. it seems like at cornerback, we're talking about replacing Gardner. And uh, mm-hmm. it seems like they're going all in whenever you got young talent on Denver Harris, who's a true sophomore, and J.K. Johnson, who's a true sophomore, four-star from Ohio State and a five-star from Texas A&M. Yeah, so, we'll, we'll get into that one too. I, we will. I, do, I just do like the idea of not um, – yeah, we'll get into that in the transfer portal. We'll talk about that. So, and then on offense, uh, they lost uh, Kayshawn Boutte, which most people is not going to – Say it was a big loss because he was a kind of cancerous in the locker room and just didn't try. Him and Kelly didn't get along at the beginning of the year, and you can see why. Uh, his attitude was piss poor on the sideline. Well, you saw his draft he, stock plummet, huh? He was he was forty eight. He was I'm sorry, he had forty eight catches, five hundred forty yards, two touchdowns, and he he got drafted in like the fifth or sixth round. I can't believe he had uh, five hundred yards. Yeah. Uh, so the other. Another one was a wide receiver, Dre Jenkins, which I like him better than Mute. You know, Dre Jenkins was a solid 27 catches, 404 yards. He led the team in touchdown receptions with six. He graduated. And then the last one that they lost on offense was a right guard, Anthony Bradford, which he, had, he started 11 games last year for us in the offensive line. That was a pretty big loss. So I think that the, the biggest losses out of all the 11 players would have to be Bradford, I'm not, not in a certain order, but Bradford, Micah Baskerville, Oja Larry, and then we'll say uh, Jenkins uh, coming in fourth, you know? I agree. And then, and then Makai Garner, I guess, would say. Makai yeah. Garner would be in there, too. You lost a lot of production, so, man. Yeah, you lost a lot of production. We'll get in that, you know, like like a production loss. So, so with Boutte to the NFL, Dre Jenkins graduated, and uh, Jack Best transferred to TCU, LSU is lo- losing over 30% of their receiving yards. Jesus. Um, so, Anthony Bradford uh, had 11 starts. I already said that. And so, that would be their production loss on offense. If you count the Cole Taylor, then they would be, you know, they'd lose more than 30%. See, he had a, I don't remember what he had. What he had, like, um, let's see, he had five catches, 55 yards. So, that adds up a little bit. Yeah. So, then on defense, out of eight starters leaving, Six of them were in the top ten in tackles. So, the eight starters, LSU is losing fifty percent of his tackling production. So that's 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 a that's a big loss. That is man. a big number, man. That's a big number if you if you put it in perspective like that. You know, you don't think of you, we just think of the next man up and LSU's super talented. Well, it's going to be uh they got some bumps and they got some bumps on the road on that defense, I believe. So, and they lost thirty two percent of their sack production. 
nine nine and a half sacks out of twenty nine total sacks they lost. Yeah, we need the kid from Texas. I know we'll talk about him later. We need the kid from Texas to step up on the edge, right? So, yeah, yeah, Ovi Ogafu. Yeah. So the returners, the key returners coming back. Okay. So offense, offense, it's uh definitely Daniels. You got to put Daniels, Daniels, Williams, Josh Williams, Malik, Mason Taylor, plus Noah Kane, who had seventy six carries, four hundred yards, ten touchdowns, was his first on the team. For a running back, Daniels had 11, but he'll be first in the running backs. Noah Kane with double digit touchdowns. John Emery's coming back, and we don't know how productive he'll be with um, academics and whatever. He had 76 carries, 375 yards, and six touchdowns. So all four running backs back, plus Daniel, who was a leading rusher with 885 yards. So at wide receiver, four of your top six receivers are coming back. That's including Taylor and your top, your top four receivers. Jay, so you're getting a lot of a lot of buzz around after the especially after that catch in the spring game, Mr. Kyron Lacey being emerging star this year. You uh, do you, yeah. you you think so? Yeah, I really think that. I think that the three. Uh, let, let's so let's say the three top receivers last year: Dre Jenkins, Kayshawn Butte, and Malik Neighbors. Okay. Neighbors is going to be better. Neighbors is going to be better this year, so he cancels him out last year, which. He's going to be better, so I guess you can say he's better. All right. I think Brian Thomas is going to be better than, than Jare Jenkins was last year. He's got I a think big... Kyron Lacey. Yeah. Yeah. I think Kyron Lacey is going to be better than Butte was last year. So, therefore, your three receivers this year are better than your three receivers last year. Ah, it's my personal opinion. You can make an argument that Brian Thomas got a higher ceiling than all of them. Yeah, and that's, that's what I said. And when you asked me in the year, I said that's probably my favorite player on offense because – I really like I really liked him. Uh, like you said, he's six foot four. He has, you know he played basketball, two hundred ten pounds. He can jump and high point the ball better than any of them. So I just well, I say any of them. I don't know how high Chris Hilton could jump. He won high. He won state and high jump at like six foot eight, six foot nine. So we don't know how high Chris Hilton can actually jump because we've never seen him play because he's always hurt. But yep. as far as those three receivers, I think Thomas can high point the ball better. We ran we ran a lot of three wide last year, so you're gonna expe- yeah. expect to see. I think it's gonna be the same thing. Kyron Lacey, uh, yeah, Den Brock. Mm-hmm. That's a staple in Den Brock's offense. Expect three, to see Lacey. Expect to see in. Thomas. Expect to see Malik Neighbors, and expect to see Mason Taylor. Mason Taylor, yeah, same thing. Rob, did you know Mason Taylor? You know, you know his dad was Jason Taylor. Did you know that? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone says that, huh? Yeah. That's what, every, every time they LSU, every, no, every time the LSU plays football. Mason Taylor, his dad, great Hall of Fame yeah. NFL defensive end. Jason Taylor. That's almost I don't as bad know. as Mulkey or Robinson. No, never heard. That was the worst. That was the worst one, man. Kramer Robinson. Kim Mulkey's son. Poor, and that <laughs> was before she yeah. was the, the natty champ here, you know what I mean? Or um, Herman Johnson, the biggest baby in Louisiana history. That was a bad one, too. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I don't remember that don't reference, remember that? to be honest. No. You don't remember that? Uh, um, Herman Johnson was the uh, – I don't know if he was a lineman. I mean, I don't know if he was a lineman. I don't know if he was a tackle or a guard. I think he was a tackle. He was six foot eight, three hundred and sixty pound lineman, and he was the biggest baby on record ever born in Louisiana at fifteen pounds. What year was this? <laughs> what year was this? Two thousand and seven. That's oh, remember that yeah, famous I, picture. No, I remember I, that famous picture of him and Holiday. Well, Holiday was five five, one sixty, and he's. Six eight three sixty. I can't. I, I, I my fanhood oh, truly truly began in twenty ten. So I was oh seven. Yeah, I was not worried about yeah, football. 
you can pull that up, man. You can pull that up, that picture of Holiday and Herman Johnson. That's funny. That's so much a big it's baby, like, huh? Yeah, it looked like Dittrick standing next to Lejay. All right. So, so that's the key uh, returners, man. So, and, and on defense, of course, starters-wise, you'll have Makai Wingo, preseason All-American. Yep. Uh, Greg, Greg Penn, who was 77 tackles. He was second on the team. You know, two pass deflections, uh, one forced fumble. He was really good. He was, un- he was really good last year, too. Yep. And, and, of course, you'll have Harold Perkins coming back. But he only started – Four games last year, so I didn't list him as a starter, but he's he's good enough to be a starter anywhere. Man, he is, dude. I'm seeing stuff from all. Oh over yeah. About, oh yeah. Percolator about him taking the next next step, man. The percolator. That's right. <laughs> That's what Neil calls him. The percolator. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Greg Brooks. You said one of your favorite players. Oh yeah, Greg 63. Brooks. God, that, saving the Auburn game for us. That dude's got some dog oh, in yeah. him, bro. Six- Six, 63 tackles. He was fourth on the team. One sack, two interceptions, three pass deflections, and one uh, forced fumble. So he, he had a hell of a year last year, you know, especially for a nickelback. So glad and he, he probably won't back. start. He probably won't start as nickel this year. He's probably going to move to safety and they're going to move uh, that kid from Magnese to nickelback, I'm sure. Man, you're high on that kid, huh, Jay? I'm not seeing him anywhere I'm not, on anything, I, I, man. I'm not high. I'm not high. It's just. Where, where, are you like see, where are you seeing that? I'm not seeing that anywhere. You don't see it anywhere. Uh-uh. I've been reading that he, he's he's going to be like the Nickelback. I heard about him being a Nickelback. Him or that other guy, the other southeastern guy, you're, uh, it, Alexander. Yeah, Zai Alexander. I've seen a little bit of him. Yeah. I, you're right. We're high. We're, I'm, I'm high on Denver and all these guys. But all I keep hearing from Denver is that he strictly was only good in man to man, and he's got a lot of learning to do. So I know we're excited about these these kids, especially me. I, I look uh, Denver Harris probably going to be my favorite player on the team, but. Yeah. Uh, man, it's just it's just not looking good right now. Everything I keep reading and hearing and listening to T. Bob and Jacob Hester and everything I listen says that Denver Harris got a lot of work to do. So somebody needs to step up in these in these. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he's uber. He's uber talented. We just like I say, you just have to get a speed under him, man. That's right. I'm sure he didn't coach him up. That's right. Steeples probably coach him up. That's right. So that's some of the key players coming back on defense. So I guess we'll go to uh, we want to head to next recruiting update. Recruiting update. So right now, as it stands, LSU has 19 commitments. Okay. There's a number 13 class in the country with uh, the number five class in the SEC. So they just picked up a commitment from Manny, Louisiana. He was He's a linebacker slash safety from Manny. He's about 6'1", 210 pounds. Tylen Singletary. Singleton. Okay. Uh, he's, he's a number 15 linebacker in the country, uh, number five in the state. From 150 overall, and two weekends ago, they had a pair of teammates visit LSU on an official recruiting visit. I don't know if you heard this or you keep up with the ranks or anything, but his name's remember this name, listeners, Colin Simmons. He is the number one edge rusher in the country out of Texas. He's the number five overall player in the country. He's a six foot three, 225 pounds from Duncanville, Texas. And he's like I said, he's a number he's a number one edge rusher. We got a so shot him and, Yeah, it's either it's either LSU or Texas. Okay. And, uh, it was all LSU. Now Texas is kind of trending upward, but hopefully for us all said none, he'll be a, he'll be a tiger. Okay. Um, he, they've been all over him. And then his his teammate is a running back. He also visited uh, LSU this that same weekend, two weekends ago, from Duncanville. He's a uh, five foot nine, one hundred ninety five pounds. He's the number eight running back in the country, 100 overall, four-star guy. 
His name's uh, Caden Durham. And, you know, uh, I'd be great to pick up two two pair is that good. You know, he's like the number he's number 19 player overall in Texas. Love so, it. Duncanville got them studs. Pretty boy. good. Yeah, and what's, what's really good about Kelly is that the top 10 players in Louisiana, how many do you think LSU's got? I think I know the answer is, Jay. I think it's eight. Eight guys in the top, top 10. The only two that they don't have is the number one guy in Louisiana who everybody pencils him in to coming. His name is Dominic McKinley. He's from Acadiana in Lafayette. He is the number seven overall defensive lineman in the country. He's 6'5", 290 pounds. So he's about to go up against Sulphur High and Bar this year. Five-star kid. He's the number one player in the state, number 31 overall in the country. And where is he committed so to? Nowhere right now. But his top, his, his top five schools are uh, LSU, Texas, Oklahoma, A&M, Ohio State are his top five schools. we got to make everybody a full-court full press on this kid. Yeah, everybody pretty much pencils him in to come in the coming to LSU. Okay. I, I think he's going to be there. I mean, right down the road, I just think he's going to be there. Okay. And so the only other kid, the only other kid they don't have is – Name's Wardell Mack. He's a cornerback out of Marrero, Louisiana, John Eric High School. He's the number 19 quarterback, cornerback in the country. And they got him his top five schools are LSU, Texas, Florida State, Florida, and Alabama. And they got him crystal ball prediction, got him 100% going to Texas. So they're probably not going to get him. They'll probably get nine out of the top 10. And that's, that's really good. That man. answers I mean, some questions that people had about Brian Kelly coming in. Yeah, throwing up a net. Can he recruit the Louisiana kids? Yeah, you know, I, I said that. I said that on the podcast. Well, I think I was worried. Can he recruit the Louisiana kids? And it looks to me like he's he's doing a hell of a job. That's a heck of a job. Nine out of ten. We got to get that kid nine from Louisiana. We'll be watching that. Yeah, we'll have to go watch him uh, this year. Hopefully, hopefully they don't play Daddy and they don't have to run through Daddy. He better pray to God that he ain't got to go against Daddy. You know why, uh, Daddy? Daddy run the pistol against him. Run straight at him. He ain't got a chance. <laughs> All it right. ain't even close, Rob. Ain't even close. What uh, are we getting close. into the transfer portal next, Jay? Transfer portal time. Okay. So LSU and the transfer portal or Purtle. Purtle. They uh they had the number six uh, portal class last year. Thirteen guys they picked up in the portal. And they lost twenty one guys in the portal. So they picked up 13. and But the guys they lost, man, the guys they lost, which uh, I'll name some of the biggest guys on the, off the top. Walker Howard, five-star kid, number two quarterback overall, uh, according to rivals at a high school, went to Ole Miss. You know, safety Jordan Tolls, number three safety in 2020. He we went to Morgan State. Linebacker Phillip Webb, you remember him? I he was do pretty good. Him, yep. Okay, number seven linebacker in the 2020 class. He went to Jackson State. Uh, wide receiver Jack Vesh. He had 69 catches, 690 yards, and four touchdowns in two years. LSU. He went to TCU. And I'm going to name this kid because he was a five-star kid coming out of high school, man. Five-star kid. Right down the road at Southern Lab. Come to LSU and just never got on the field, Mr. Cordell Thomas. Meow, meow. He is probably the biggest 
uh, disappointing recruit that I I can remember at LSU. He freaking sucked is what he did. Man, I just thought that he was going to be able to get on the field as big and as strong as he was. I think he, he tugged he on our heartstrings, Jay. He tugged on our heartstrings because he was all yeah. about recruiting Louisiana kids. Yeah, he was that's, vocal that's on Twitter. Like so much. You're right. He was exactly vocal right. on Twitter. He tugged on our heartstrings. Him, him and, him and uh, Lael Collins, I can remember being big five-star linemen and just all LSU, getting everybody to come. Somebody you know. else like that was Brandon Harris. And and then we, we, re- re- we rejected him, and now he works for the University of Texas, and he probably hates LSU. <laughs> Maybe so. Yeah. But So one thing about uh, Cordell Thomas, he was the number two offensive guard in 2019. Like I said, he was really high. Um, he went to FAMU, Florida A&M University. Yep. Do you know why Florida a and is in the headlines right now? Why is that? Because they snuck a rapper in their locker room, not let any coaches or any administration know, and they shot a rap video in the locker room, so they suspended all football activities until further notice. Oh, God. I swear, you yeah, can look it up right cool. now. They, they snuck a, a rapper in, Little Richie or Boston Richie or something. I don't even know who the rapper is. Okay. And they was in the locker room with helmets, and you seen FAU everywhere throwing up gun and gang signs. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is not going to be good. The Rattlers. So I'm pretty sure that's their mascot. Oh, man. So that's I wanted to bring up him because FAU, they've been in the headlines lately. FAMU, baby, that's not very good. <laughs> yeah. So here's some of the uh, guys that, that are – well, I mean, we can go through all of them, but – I'll, I'll list the ones, I guess, from most impactful to, I guess, maybe least. Maybe okay. Let's do it. Be right. So, I like mentioned the first guy right off the bat, Denver Harris. Freshman. He'll be a freshman this year. He only played in five games last season. At A&M, he had 14 tackles, three pass deflections. In the 2022 class, he was the number two cornerback in the country, five-star guy with A&M. Uh, they got him. We got him listed online as a sophomore, Jay, just on LSUsports.net. I don't know how, how that okay. played out, but they got him listed as okay. a, a sophomore. Okay, so then wide receiver Aaron Anderson. They also list. I've seen where they listed him as a freshman. Redshirt freshman. He only played. He only played one game last year. He's twenty twenty two number five wide receiver in the country. He was. I see where he ranked five star some places. Yeah. But then, but I, so overall, I guess he would be the four star. But he was a high. He was a high high receiver. You know, number five receiver in the country. You're pretty high. Okay. So in the car. He accounted for over six thousand yards. Jesus. Plus he had plus he had twenty uh, return touchdowns in Jesus his career. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, that's so that's what we need, man. He's only about five eight, one eighty five, but like I said, a dynamic punt returner. I think he ran like a ten six hundred, which is pretty fast. So we we sure glad Michael Clayton could step in last year, Jay, and give us a steady hand when we yeah, needed we, it. We, we need we need him, man. But this is LSU, baby. We want it. We want to run, We want Tre'Davious White running back kicks. We want Pat P running back punts. We want. I know. I know. You know what I mean? We want Trenton Holiday, baby. Let's let these athletes eat. I know. No, we didn't. I lo- <laughs> we just I let them sit there and catch it like uh, Stingley in 2019. We ain't it. got Burrow. Jesus we got Burrow. Christ. Them, the boys down the field every time. Go you get us thirty, baby. Go get us thirty. Yeah, get us something. 15, please. All right. I love it. Good. That was a big pickup. Good move by BK. So the next guy is a cornerback, Deuce Chestnut. He'll be a junior from Syracuse. He was a two-year starter at Syracuse. He started 24 games. He was a freshman All-American, and he's a two-time All-SEC guy, ACC. 
He had 84 tackles, four interceptions, three tackles for loss, and 13 pass deflections in two years at uh, Syracuse. So he had a pretty good career at Syracuse. Yeah, we need Deuce to have a big so year this year. Yeah, that's a, that's a big pickup, you know. He's supposed to be a plug-and-play guy. Yeah. So the next guy is a edge rusher, Ovi Ogafu. I'm going to call senior. him Ovi, Ovi all year. <laughs> so it's, he's a senior. This is a six, He's a six-year senior, by the way. He played his listen to this. He played his first three games, first three years at Notre Dame for Kelly. Then he transferred to Texas for two years, twenty-one and twenty-two, where he started twenty games and had ninety-five tackles, three and a half sacks. But last year was when he is shining. He had fifty-four tackles, two and a half sacks, eight and a half tackles for loss. So he's the second best pass rusher last year for Texas. Had a pretty good year, man. Jay, so he might be one of the plug and play guys too. Hopefully. I got a I got a quote from him. Quote from Mr. Ovi. I wanted to come okay. – I, I wanted to go somewhere that had an opportunity to win a national championship, and I feel like Coach Brian Kelly was on the verge of that here. Quote from Mr. Ovi on why he chose to come to LSU. Big deal. Hell, yeah. Even better. I like him even more now. So the next guy is the linebacker, Omar Spates. He's a fifth-year senior from Oregon State. He was a freshman All-American in 2019, first team All-Pac-12 in 2022. He had 39 starts. He played in 45 games, uh, racked up at Oregon State, 308 tackles, five sacks, 25 tackles for loss. So he had a lot of production at Oregon State. Jay, Spates helped help the Beavers lead the conference to – Lead the conference in fewest points, 20 per game, and a total of 332 yards allowed per game. In four years, Spates of 308 tackles, 25 for loss, five sacks, like you said, Jay. Yeah, I mean, you getting another plug-and-play guy, right? He's going to start? Yeah, they list him. The, yeah, oh, yeah, he's going to start. And they list him 6'1", 235, LSU. So, he, he's a big boy, you know. He ain't, he ain't no baby. Yeah, everything you're hearing from this guy is he's ready. Like, this, this is, you know, he's ready. It's a money year for these guys. And so, the next guy – I'm not super excited for, but I'm glad he's coming. Next guy is the offensive lineman, Mason Lunsford. He's a senior from Maryland, and he's 6'6", 305. He's uh, at 26 starts but played in 29 games in Maryland for a total of 1,670 snaps. And why, why I said I'm glad he's coming is because I, I hate to say this or be a mega tiger, I guess, but I don't have a lot of faith in Miles. Miles Frazier, man. Me I just neither. don't think he's that good. He graded terrible so, last year. So, if he can't get it, then I think this kid can get it done, man. They can slide him right in. You know, you have Emory, Emory and Campbell on the outside. You'll have Dellinger at left guard, him at right guard, and uh, Martinez. Is, Marlon Martinez is, or Charles, in the center. Or, or Charles, Tur- Charles Turner center. Either one. You know, I think so. I think that would be – Best five, Dellinger a junior Jay, but a lot of starts. He played a lot as a freshman. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh no, no. Yeah, I think Dellinger's really good. Yeah, he's a real good offensive guard, man. All right. So then, so the next one is a cornerback, J.K. Johnson, he's a sophomore from Ohio State. Yep. Unanimous four star. Yeah, he redshirted his freshman year in twenty twenty one. Last season, he played. He started five games and played in thirteen. He had twenty tackles. Um, and he and LSU cornerback Steeples was a coach in high school. That's pretty cool. That is cool. Uh, that boy got a is, that boy got a solid neck tat too. Y'all check that out. <laughs> what was that? I can't remember that. 
uh, Jared Gerard or something. Gerard Randall. Who's that? Gerard Randall. I knew it was something, man. That's that, that that useless neck, shit I got in my head. It had a neck tattoo. He had, had a, a cross, cross on the front of his neck. <laughs> yeah. 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 Gonna get a lot of uh, job interviews with that thing, I promise. Yeah, it's a job stopper. <laughs> so the next guy is a cornerback, Andre Sam, from Iowa, Louisiana. Talked about him earlier. Yeah, this is he's a seventh year senior, Rob. Jesus, that correct. son of a bitch is old as old as me. Seventh year senior, so he played five years of Magnese. What's his kid's name? Andre Sam. Andre Andre. Sam. Okay. I got a BJ Sam. BJ Sam, son. Do you know what number he is by chance? Um, I got him. 36. Yeah, 37. What'd say? Number 36 from Iowa, Louisiana. Six foot, 183 pounds. Previous at Marshall? He went to Marshall, Jack? Yeah, well, I want to tell you. So he he spent uh, five years at McNeese, was a freshman in 2017. Uh, He went one year at Marshall. And if you remember, he was he was a big part of that win against Notre Dame. He, he had ten tackles and one tackle for loss and a pass deflection against Notre Dame. And that big number, yeah, oh, Marshall beat, sure. uh, uh-huh. yeah. So he was all over the field making plays. That's why they said that they think he might start at, at nickel because of that one game. But that was one of the games you know he played. He showed out against Notre Dame. It is really he was ranked in the top. He was ranked in the top ten at the time, I believe. Jay, it is funny to think that this kid was a freshman in 2017 when Matt Canada was our offensive coordinator. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and you read you read his bio. It says freshman season, uh, the uh, redshirt freshman season, sophomore season, junior season, senior season, super senior season. So what the hell do you call this season? This is super duper. His super, super duper, duper. I mean, his super senior season was 2022 at Marshall. So this is his super duper senior season at LSU. So Rob, if he would have went to LSU, he'd have been. In the same class as Miles Brennan. Oh my God, dude, that is so. Yeah, my, I remember Matt Canada coming, getting to LSU, and trying to talk, talking. Uh, you know, Brennan Miles into come. Brennan, Miles Brennan, Grant Delpit, Jacoby Stevens, Clavion Chesson, Jacob Phillips, Tyler Shelvin. This you know, some bitch is class. God, I, <laughs> I mean, this, this some bitch is three Ed, days older than dirt. Ed Ingram, you know, that's crazy. Clyde dude, Edwards, man. Clyde Edwards, Hilaire. That's crazy. <laughs> Most of these guys in the NFL, there's some bitches in yeah. the uh, in the locker room, boy. It's crazy. Oh yeah. Well, well, good. I hope he. I hope he. Uh, hope he does his thing, man. So next would be cornerback Zai Alexander. He's a, he'll be a junior from Southeastern. He's a three-year starter at Southeastern. He had where he had 97 tackles, 12 pass deflections, nine interceptions, and 31 games. He's two-time All-Conference, 21-22, and he was an FCS All-American in 21. Love that. So they got, so they got high hopes for him, too. So either him or or Andre could be Nickelback, I believe. I like his eyes long, boy. So one of them yeah, one of so them's long and the other one's old as shit. Can't, if he can't, like you said, yeah. One's got experience, one's got length. Yeah, that's right. A tale of two different porns. Yeah, that's right. That's oh. right. Yeah. So – Paris Shad, he's an edge rusher from Arizona. They think he might get some little playing time this year. I'm hearing big some stuff, from, Jay, about the, the Jefferson guy from uh, Jordan. Yeah, I say Jefferson, Jordan Jefferson from West Virginia. He's six foot four, three hundred pounds. They said he he benches like five or six hundred pounds, something stupid. He's stupid uh, strong. Look you for know? him, so number ninety nine. That'd be easy to remember. Number ninety nine, Jordan Jefferson. 99. Obviously, the name. You know what I mean? He needs to change it to number nine. 
Yeah, that's right. The real JJ, baby. <laughs> real JJ. It might get booed. He might not want to do that. No, 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 no. Jay, do you think there's a chance off this is just off the rip because we were talking about Jordan Jefferson? They brought in some guys. This guy's been here a while. Jacobian Tank Guillory. Is he lost in the mm-hmm. shuffle, Jay? I, mean, I know he got he no, gets, no, he, gets no. snaps. he gets snaps. He's in rotation. Yeah, no, he's, he's gonna, yeah, he's gonna play this year. He's gonna he's gonna he's gonna be probably the first one off the bench. Yeah, out. he's, he's always been himself. in rotation. He's gonna I think he's gonna replace Makai. You know, when Makai Wingo comes out. I think Tank will give him a a breather. And then when when he's tanks in and Mason needs a breather, I think. Jefferson's going to give him a breather, you know. Makai Wingo so, had the played the most snaps of anybody on our defensive line last year, so yeah. I, I I sure hope Jacoby can give him a little bit of break. But I see him in the oh, game, yeah, but yeah. I, I really thought he was going to be yeah. a little bit better by now. Yeah, he just you know, like you said, sometimes you just get lost, man. That's right. So the next next guy, they got another big boy from he transferred from Florida, Jalen Lee. Yeah, what's the scoop he's on this foot, kid? He's six foot three, two hundred ninety five pounds, man. We got him. We got him listed as three fifteen now, Jay. Hey, big day in game. LSUSports.net at our official website. We got yeah, him at three fifteen. Yeah, big yeah, boy, so big boy, put on some weight, ball. And he's a uh, from Live Oak High School in Watson, Louisiana. So they they got. So he's probably gonna be in rotation. I don't know how much playing time he'll get. And then you don't, don't you can't forget about the the running back from Rumble, baby, Logan Diggs, come from Notre Dame. Man, during SEC media days, Jay, they were interviewing Josh Williams, and he was like talking about because we got like eight running backs this year. It's crazy. I mean, the depth there. There's plenty of depth there. No superstars there, but plenty of depth. And it was just you. You got to sometimes read between the lines. Sometimes people will say stuff without saying stuff. And uh, yeah. And I heard Josh Williams say they were referencing. I think Muscona was interviewing interviewing him. They were referencing on getting shares with all these kids. And he said, "Yeah, it's like if uh, Logan come in." And it's me and Logan, and then that just tells you a little something. Just, just remember that. Don't be surprised oh, yeah, if you don't see a lot of two-headed monster this year. Not saying all year because they got plenty of depth, and they'll probably give the, give some shares. But don't be surprised at the end of the season if you look up and the most carries belong to Josh Williams because they trust him, and Logan Diggs because he might be the most talented on the team. Hey, it wouldn't hurt my feelings. Yeah, it wouldn't hurt my feelings none, especially because your boy from uh, Destrehan. Has got fumbleitis and and never can yeah, have the fucking man. grades. I'm over him, Jay. I'm, I swear to God, I don't. Care yeah, I know. I'm over him. Yeah, he, he's he's probably like on paper or whatever most talented, but he just don't. I don't know what he, what he's doing, man. Best that never was. Best that never was, like you said. I would. I'd be falling at wayside with with Anthony the Freak Johnson and and I guess Al Woods and. Yep, best it never was. Hopefully, hopefully we're both praying he he proves us wrong. But until then, best it never yeah, was. Right I mean, now, yeah, like you said, they brought in, they went and got digs for a reason, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's crazy. I he got the ball sometime in a little bit of space and ran away from the Alabama players, all these five star guys, and then whenever the next game, the next game he fumbles against uh, Southern. You know, I was like, what the hell, dude? <laughs> whenever you got Armani Goodwin on stat on on the team already. And you already, and you know, you got Noah Kane, and you know, you got Josh Williams on staff, and you already knew you were bringing in Caleb Jackson and Trey Holly, and for them to go get Logan Diggs is just that, you know what I mean? I think that's saying a lot without saying a lot, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Jay, are we uh, are we ready to get into Impact Freshman? Yeah, we can get we can get to them. So, so the recruiting class last year, they was I think they finished the number five class in the country last year. Yeah. Yeah, they're number five overall class in the country. You know, they had two five stars. So I'll list them 
right off the bat. So the number three offensive tackle in the country is the Lance Hurd from Neville, same high school as Will Campbell went to. He's 6'5", 310 pounds. Now, I don't think he's going to start by any means, but I think he's going to get in the rotation. I think he's that talented. He can get in rotation. Jesus, that's saying a lot. I love it. Yeah. So, and then the number three edge rusher in the country, also a five-star from Baltimore, Maryland, is uh, Deshaun Wolback. He's a uh, – I haven't looked on, on LSU Sports to see what they list him at. I, I got him at six four two forty in my lens my, in my uh in my magazine. What's it called? The Lindy's okay. magazine. I got him at six four two forty. Yeah, but I'll, I'll that's look. That's what him. they got him. That's that's what they got him at on the recruiting site. But like you said, you just said a while ago, it was twenty pounds different on yeah. the recruiting site. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm look. I'm, I'm on the website. Sean Womack is six five six five two sixty six. Six five two sixty six is what they got him as. <laughs> yeah, six four two forty. Oh yeah, well fuck fuck these magazines. I'm gonna keep looking online then. Yeah. All right. This is official. So, then the number seven cornerback in the country, Javian Toviano. He's a four star cornerback from Arlington, Texas. I think he's gonna get some playing time this year. I really do. I think he's gonna get some playing time. And this is not a recruit, but I think Latarence Welch is gonna get some playing time too. You know, I think he's gonna get in rotation. Yep. I'm trying. I'm gonna get a. Taviano or Toviano, they got him at six one one ninety nine on uh, on our website. Yeah. So all these kids are putting all these kids are putting on weight when they get to LSU. That's a beautiful thing. And he was six foot one eighty five, you know, on a recruiting site. And he was five star on some on, on some on some sites. Some some yeah, like I think on rivals he might have been five star, but you know yeah. And then the next kid I think is going to make an impact because not. I don't know how great this kid is, but I just think it's going to make an impact because of lack of depth. I think it's going to be uh, Kamarian Pipton, a <laughs> tight end, number 88. That's somewhere we're shallow. Taylor. We're, le- we're going to lean on Mason Taylor a lot, so I like that. Yeah, so I'm saying I think he's number 88. You can look at him. He's he's 6'6", six six, 240 pounds. Yep, you know? that's what we got him at. It's Kamarian. Yeah. What's, what's, the story, what's the story on this kid in high school? He went to North Crowley High School. But uh, hometown Fort Worth, Texas. So maybe yeah. So stays yeah from Texas. It's just North Crowley, Texas. I got you. Had a uh, personal so, record, Jay, of fifty four, uh, fifty four ten feet in the shot put, and five a. That's pretty pretty good ways, man. He could uh, he also uh, threw the discus one hundred and sixty at five a. This is an athlete. I like to see other kids playing other sports, man. I always like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think two sport athletes, man. Jay, he finished his high school career with eighty five receptions, thirteen hundred yards, and twenty one tutties. So mm-hmm. pretty, pretty good. I need yeah. to. I need to. Uh, that's a good little some info right there. I need to uh, do some more research on Demari and Pipton. And then, yeah, and then the, then this this twenty twenty four class we didn't we didn't I didn't say it, but they got a guy from East Feliciana, Traydez Green. He's a number three recruit in the country. I mean, I'm sorry, in the state. Number number four in the state they have him listed. Number 11 tight end overall, Trey Dez Green. He's 6'7", 240. Jesus so Christ. He's coming, yeah, he's coming uh, next year. He's just LeBron James size. So, LeBron James. LeBron James. <laughs> in high school, yeah. The other thing that is something to point out is that LSU, you know, Probably has the what I said, and we said this before, and, and just it's good to go over it again. I guess is, I think they have the second best quarterback room in the SEC. 
Okay. And the reason why I say that is because I think, you know, Daniels is one of the top three quarterbacks. You list him everywhere you want, you know. You know, Daniels one, Jefferson one, two, Rodgers three, or whatever order you want to listen to. But I think Ole Miss as a whole has the best quarterback room in the in the conference with with Dark starting. Spencer Sanders, a four-year guy, with eleven hundred total yards. Started forty-something games. Yeah, and, and Walker Howard, a five-star kid, is your third string. Yep, I agree. So LSU has LSU has Jaden Daniels as a starter. They have Garrett Nussmeyer, and there's a backup who's I think he's a, probably the second best backup in the SEC behind Sanders. And then they have. Ricky Collins, who's kind of unproven, uh, I don't know how good he is, or we have yet to see. Only seen a flash of him. I didn't watch him in high school. He was a four-star guy from Woodlawn. I don't think he had a lot of talent around him at Woodlawn. He played on TV a couple times, and some guys like Chaz watched him, and some other people watched him and told me about him. I didn't get to watch him on TV. I think we was at the games or whatever. But I think that Nussmeyer is good enough to start at two or three other schools in SEC if he went in LSU. So that, that's a really that's a really good. I, I, I think he would start at Kentucky. I think he would start at Florida. You know, I think he he would probably start at Alabama right now if he was if he was three of those schools. Uh, uh I think, man, I I truly I hate to say this because I'm all for the local guy, but I feel like Collins is a plug guy until Colin Hurley Hurley gets here. It feels like we got quarterback for the next three years figured out. Yeah, and then by I that think time, Hurley. Colin Hurley is supposed Hurley, to be the right. real deal. Ricky, yeah, we needed Ricky anybody, to come in to and flip him from yeah, Purdue. I don't, yeah, I don't know if anybody knows about Colin Hurley. We'll give you a little backstory on him. He is a, he's a kid from Jacksonville, Florida, from Trinity's Christian Academy. He's a four-star kid. He's the number 18 quarterback in the country. But the only reason why he's the number 18 quarterback in the country, he is supposed to be a class of 2025. He should be supposed a junior be this year. Should be going into his junior year in high school, but he reclassified early. To get so he can come to LSU early, so he would come to LSU at 17 years old, I believe, or if not, it just turned him 18. And, and, and he went to that. He went to that Elite 11 camp, the the Elite 11 Nike, mm-hmm. and he was like top 11 the whole time. That's he right. made it as a in his youngest to ever make it, I believe, because he reclassified. He he. A lot of people said he was number eight through 10 there, and he was reclassified. I mean, that's saying a lot. And this kid's yeah. got all the arm. Ricky Collins is a plug guy. I I've, I I just yeah, truly I, believe I that. I'm glad he's there. We need some depth at the position. You never know what could happen. But it feels good for you know you got the recently SEC Media Days voted the preseason first team all SEC Jaden Daniels. We haven't by the way, we hadn't had one of them since Tommy Hodson played quarterback at LSU, Jay. That's a real stat. SEC Media Days we have never had a first team <laughs> quarterback since Tommy Hodson. We didn't have it. Well, SEC, SEC whiffed pretty bad in 2019. They whiffed pretty bad. You know, they were probably slobbing on Tua. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And then um, Jordan Rogers had Burrow, the number ninth rated quarterback. Oh, in the SEC dude, that's in so good. That's so good. We gotta, we gotta, we never can forget that. That's so fucking. No, good. I never. I, tw- I tweeted, I tweeted him that too. Yeah, so, that's dude, freezing cold me? takes. I so, said, you kidding me? He had. Kellen Mond, like the number three quarterback in the SEC, and he had Joe Burrow at number nine. Well, Jay, he was a contestant on The Bachelor. Don't you ever take that away from him. <laughs> yeah. Man, what a joke. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Jay, let's talk SEC Media Days real quick. Okay. 
You uh, did you watch Coach Ke- uh, Coach Kelly? Oh yeah, I watched watched every second. I re- actually rewatched it too with Danica. Well, I got home that day because it was it played. Uh, I had to work. Yeah. Days, so I watched it on my phone, and then when I got home, I recorded it. And me and her sat outside on that new TV ball and watched it. How you uh? Does he look comfortable, Jay? <laughs> oh yeah. It's so I said. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. When when Miles was there, it was just it was like. Uh, the whole time you feel like you're watching a M. Night Shyamalan movie. You don't know what's coming next, so you're kind of like, uh, you know? That's good. That's, I never heard you say that's and, good. That's fucking yeah, good. You never knew if a fucking the alien was yeah, coming across you didn't the back know of stage. What, you yeah. didn't know what was going to happen when he was going to say, and, kiss him on the mouth. And then, like, you, just, yeah. and then when Coach O's there, you had to watch him fight the closed captions like it's a heavyweight yeah, title I mean, fight. But, but, yeah, it was funny him versus close caption, but I knew what he was saying. But he didn't. Coach O didn't sound like an idiot. Like he knew what he was talking about. He knew he knows ball. That's right. But but then you get this cat. It's like man, I can just sit there and watch him talk. You know, all day. You know, I'm like man, this dude just. There's no question they hit him with that didn't stump. That didn't stump him. I mean, they even talked about the Jamie Pruitt stuff, the the Fitzgerald at, at Northwestern stuff, and I was like, man, these are some. Some hard ass questions, man. Why are you asking this man this? Ain't nothing to do with his team, you know. And he's he, he just boom. That's he what you get like, when you hire a coach who's two hundred and ninety four and one hundred and one. Jay, he's going to get to yeah. three hundred wins and a hundred losses this year. I mean, that's thirty two years of experience. You're hiring a man where everywhere he's been, he's usually the smartest guy in the room. You know what I mean? That's that's what you're getting yeah. there, and it, it is so refreshing. Yeah, you're, you're, getting, you're, you're getting a what are you getting there? You're getting a CEO. You're getting a CEO of football. That's right. And has his hands in everything, but not, you know, not too much, but he knows everything about everything. If you, you don't know, think he's attention. holding these people accountable from that CEO position, you're fucking you're crazy. Oh, so, no, I know that. I'm no, saying, I know you know that. I'm saying not, if you're listening, you don't, if you don't yeah, think that. And he's not going to be like Les Miles. He's not going to put his hand too much into the offensive play calling. You know, you know that's not his expertise. So he's going to get let Denbrock do it. He's let Matt House do his thing. And I really like that it, what he said about Jaden Daniels. He addressed some of the issues or said that Daniels needed to address some issues that I thought he needed to. He said the first game he was stepping up in the pocket. Instead of stepping up and looking for the guy downfield, he was running. His first, first step he was running. I was like, well, I, I knew that, you know. And then he said he's not he's not throwing the ball accurately down the field, so we have to do both, work on both of those. I was like, well, and I said that in the podcast for media. They said if they can do that this year, if they can – Daniels can – Stretch the field, you know, throw the ball accurately down the field and then make quicker, better decisions. I, I just – I have – I see other teams having a hard, hard time beating LSU with him back there. I agree, man. I, I trust Dembrock. I trust Jane Daniels. We got a deep running back room. We got wide receivers back that we all trust. We got brought in some more talent. Yep. Uh, man, we're yeah, – Brought I in think, some more talent. I think we're set, man, for a good year, man. I'm pretty excited, Jay. And, and the defense, LSU's defense, like we said, they lost eight starters, which is that's that's pretty that's pretty rough. Yeah, they lost eight starters, but if they can get together and, and come, like I said, come together as not necessarily a whole, but just because defense, you don't have to be as in sync as your offense. You know, it's more about you know one on one battles with defense. So if we get dudes that can just hold their own, we ain't got to stop them. We ain't got to hold teams. To, to 10 points, not in 2011, you know, if they can just slow them down enough to give our offense, which I think is going to be probably one of the best offenses in the SEC, but, you know, LSU, Ole Miss, 
and then probably Arkansas will probably some of the best better offenses in the uh, SEC, which I believe. Yeah, I think that if they can just LSU's defense can just get it together to slow them down. I just they're gonna be hard to beat, man. They're gonna be hard to stop. You know what's one thing in our favor, Jay? Uh, Madhouse, man. I think we all a hundred percent believe in Madhouse. You agree? Oh yeah, no, I, I I agree. I think I didn't believe him at first because he didn't have the best football player on the team out there. I guess, like you said, against Tennessee. But then he started coming around. Like, hey man, I got to get this guy on the field. I don't know if Kelly stepped in or somebody stepped in man, and said, I, "Hey dummy, hey dummy, yeah, put this dude on the field and he can go play plays." I don't care. Don't don't assign him nowhere. Just let him go be an athlete out there. Yeah, uh, you know? I, I think he's going to be out there every play now. I think you're going to see Mason Smith out there every play back from injury. And, man, I, the Jay, I, me and you have been worried about the Florida State game. The more I look into it, Jay, those pieces of shit didn't beat anybody last year. <laughs> they didn't beat anybody last year. I'm starting to think we might beat Florida State by two touchdowns. Oh, I'm telling man, you. So, man, I'm telling you, Jay. Uh, look, the, the, I'm going to go through their schedule last year, Jay. They The teams they lost to – Wake Forest, which had a the best year they've had in fucking twenty years there, the NC State Wolfpack with Devin Leary, they lost nineteen to seven with Devin Leary, who's going to be the starting quarterback at uh, Kentucky this year. And don't be surprised if he don't play his way into being a first round quarterback. By the way, and they lost to Clemson Tigers. Who, you talk, who, who's that? I'm talking ben? about Devin Leary from North Carolina State. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, he's at Clemson this year. Then they, I mean, he's at he was at North Carolina State last year. Then they lost to Clemson, so they beat. Uh, LSU, how bad they lost to Clemson? Thirty-four to twenty-eight. Okay, so, so good game. they yeah they uh which Clemson Clemson is not what they used to be either, and they're not going to be because Dabo don't believe in NIL. But he they barely beat the worst LSU that you that that you'll ever see under the Brian Kelly regime ever again. That's the worst team you'll ever see under Brian Kelly. We watched us get better and better. We watched us play one good quarter of football. And should have beat them. And it was, of course, a fucking special teams that couldn't get it to overtime. So, you've seen that. You've seen them beat Louisville, who sucks. You've seen them beat Boston College by 30, who sucks. We've seen them beat Georgia Tech, 41-16, to who sucked and got beat by Old Miss's sorry ass by 40 points. You've seen them lose to Miami. I mean, beat Miami, who sucked. Uh, they beat Syracuse by 30, who sucked. They beat UL by 40, who sucked. And they beat... The Florida Gators, who we beat by two scores, they beat them forty-five to thirty-eight by one score. And then in their yeah. in their bowl game, Jay, they played a six-win Oklahoma team and beat them <laughs> by only three points. Jay, Texas held them to zero points. Huh? We are going to beat Florida State. The more I look at it, and the more that look, they got some talent on that team, and they're gonna, they're going to run the ball. But the, we're going to have Mason Smith. We're going to have Harold Perkins. You know, Jordan Travis made us look silly last year because we couldn't get him to the ground. You know who's going to get him to the ground, don't you? Them two motherfuckers. Percolator, baby. The Percolator and Perky we trust and and Mason Smith. I, I'm telling you. And they ain't got no week zero game, Jay, by the way? No, no week zero this year. Yeah. Uh, I, heard, I, I heard that Matt Muscona, I mean, I, I listened to Matt Muscona talk to Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the SEC, and he's like, yeah, and thank God Florida State doesn't have a week zero game. And Greg Sankey said this and made me like him even a little bit more. He said, yeah, I was pretty upset when I saw they had a week zero game. You know what I mean? That's just yeah. that's that's horse shit, but it don't matter. Ain't no Duquesne this year. I'm starting to buy it, Jay. I'm starting to say we win by ten points. Hell yeah. You was talking about the defense. I was gonna say they got they got some guys coming back, man, you know, with some experience. You know, you take Savian Jones, defensive end who who come in for Allie Gay, who had like less than half the snaps and 
almost double the production. Uh, it, correct. It's four and a half sacks. Look for Quincy Wiggins to take a big jump this year for LSU. The yeah, Quincy well, Wiggins. A lot of buzz so around Quincy o- Wiggins. Ovi Ogafu is going to probably maybe start, but I would be surprised if Quincy Wiggins takes over for him because, you know, he's he's a what you want in the defensive end. And then Makai Wingo, Mason Smith, healthy Mason Smith. If he's as good as everybody believes he can be in his, his, his uh, talent or whatever ceiling, then – that's not how good he's going to be this he year. He could play his way into then, being a first rounder this year, uh, no question. Yeah, and then you got Perkins. Perkins is going to be a starter. Uh, Omar Spates is going to be a starter from Oklahoma State. Makai Wingo, the sneaky All American on our team, who was an un- a dog son, who yeah. who was the one of the reasons we won ten games last year because he stepped up. And then uh, Byron, Major Burns, who started four games last year but got hurt, and Brooks is also going to start a safety. And then now we just got to figure out. The corners. Man. We need we some kids to hold down the cornerback position, Jay, and we're going to be we're just hold down the cornerback. Yeah, just, yeah, need some kids to hold down the corner. Deuce, I think Deuce Chestnut's going to be one of them, and we just need one more. Um, one of these five star, four star freaks, or one of these, whether it be the old son of a bitch who's thirty three years old from McNeese, somebody, and we're going to be just fine, man. I'm excited about this yeah. year, Jay. Yeah, and then you got you got your punter coming back, six fifth year senior coming back, Jay Bramlin, he's coming back. Uh, Ramos, who was a freshman who did really good last year for LSU. And then hopefully hopefully Aaron Anderson is going to be your punt returner, yeah. kick returner. We got the best quarterback in the SEC, and if he gets hurt, I think we all got faith in Dust Meyer to be the, the best backup in the SEC. <laughs> as long as we don't throw it in triple coverage every Oh, time. Well, that's something. He might do that, but at least we got – it's not a true freshman <laughs> starting, you know what I mean? Got somebody with some experience. Okay. He, uh, we got the best quarterback. We got We got running backs we trust. We got Emory's dumbass could pop out, and, and, and he's going to make a couple plays this year and help you score some touchdowns. I mean, I, this, yeah. dude, the the sky's the limit. I was I was kind of upset we weren't picked to win the SEC because I thought we would be. I'm at the SEC West, excuse me. Yeah. But uh, you know, this is a step forward of taking of being back on pace with Bama because not in the last ten years that I can remember have we been close to being picked to win the SEC West, and we got 110 votes, and I think they got 160 votes or something like that. So yeah, that's good, this is a, a path forward, man. That we're trending. So up. you know, so so you know who's got a target on their back? Not the Tigers, the Tides. That's it. The Tides about to change. I feel the Tides changing, Jay. I'm fired up. You fired up? Oh yeah, I'm fired up, man. The more we do this, the more we talk about it, and especially SEC media days. You know, fall camps are right around the corner. Fall camps what like a couple weeks away, man. Yep. So it's it's. It's, 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 it's starting to get real exciting, man. All right, it's starting to get real. It's starting to get football season. Me and Jay won't be stopping. We'll be doing this all football season. Thank you for listening. This is Winners Win.